0: Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by the Gorilla Position.com. And now, your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry.
1: And welcome to episode 47. That's three away from 50 for those who can't count at home. <laughs> of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studio. Speaking of the Collar and Elbow, we are a sponsored podcast, Patrick, which means people out there listening, they can get 10% off their next order. What you'll need to do, check us out on thegorillaposition.com or go to collarandelbowbrand.com. On there, you're going to browse their beautiful selection of wrestling uh, streetwear. Click whatever you want. Put the average marks in the promo code, and you're going to save 10% off your order. But our shirt of the week is the one that I'm donning right now, bro. Yeah. It is the Support Your Local Wrestler shirt. YouTube is seeing it. They love it, and you will too. Check it out, and elbow brand.com or check us out on thegorillaposition.com.
2: All right, so uh, this is... Uh 47th episode of The Average Marks for October 7th, 2018. Well, uh, we actually just finished our Hottest Woman in Wrestling show for this week. We gave the results for uh, Block A of the second round. So uh, our polls are also up for Block B of Round 2. They're up at our website right now, AverageMarks.com, and we're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a second. Also, Super Showdown reaction that happened. uh, I actually just finished watching it about maybe not even an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, there maybe there's a new Amp Scorecard champion. We're going to discuss Uh-oh. that in a little Uh-oh. bit. Uh-oh. And uh, also coming up in less than 24 hours is King of Pro Wrestling New Japan's show, where a uh, big main event triple threat for the IWGP Heavyweight Title. We will dive into that match card as well with Cruz. And then uh, last night we're going to talk a little bit about what happened uh, at UFC 229 between McGregor and Oh God! I'm trying to. I, I heard his name the whole way over here. Uh, it's Habib.
1: Uh, new Nerga Ner- Men- Ner-
2: Oh man, I, Men- I, Men- I kept repeating it to myself, but <laughs> we'll just call him Habib until I can remember how to say his last name. But um, a little <clears> bit of craziness ensued. We'll talk a little bit about that. I know it's not pro wrestling related, but mm-hmm. it's an interesting little topic there that everybody seems. Was a lot an of wrestling done in that match though? Yeah, there was a there was some wrestling done. There was a uh, somebody got choked out. We'll talk about that there in just a little bit. A little bit of rumor mill. Uh, I got something in rumor mill. Apparently, Chris Jericho is rumored. Uh, to have his impact debut
1: at some point. Well, uh, you up. just let all the cats out the bag right there in that room. I, I guess, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, but I think a lot of people are talking about that. Uh, so, yeah, look, uh, Casey uh, Jones, who's in the uh, the YouTube chat. Can't wait for that triple threat match. Um, Casey, are you gonna stay up and watch that live, or is that you know, you, or you gotta go to bed? I mean, because I gotta go to bed. Unfortunately,
1: I mean, he's American. Not many Americans staying up for that.
2: Jericho and Impact would be freaking sweet. Well, if the rumors are true, that's what we're gonna get, Casey, or no, that's uh, Joe. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so far away, I I can't. Sometimes it's it's hard for me to see. You're still which seeing ones well.
1: To, I I can't even hardly read it from here.
2: Well, apparently I can read well enough because I could see the. It's just the 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 gray usernames or whatever. But let me finish going down the. Uh, the rundown here, cheap heat segment. Uh, we got into a, a little minor war of words, I guess, with Nick Aldis yeah, on Screw you, Twitter. Nick And then also maybe one of the greatest uh, cheap heat, you know, segments maybe in the history of uh, pro wrestling. Oh, you're
1: going that far, huh?
2: Uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty good. Um, Kevin Owens and Elias took a shot at Seattle for not having a basketball team on Monday night. That mm-hmm. was because uh, you know a lot of a lot of days. Uh, well, a lot you know nowadays. You know The fans, in my opinion, are, are not as rowdy as they used to be. I feel like they got a little bit rowdy on Monday <laughs> night uh, when when they dropped uh, that little little stinger to Seattle about them not having a basketball team. That was really, really good. We'll play you some audio from that yeah. coming up. Uh, you had something else in rumor mill? You know it. Other than the uh, the guy who talked about who might be impacting it for some company?
1: Well, you already ruined it, so they didn't well, know.
2: Well, yeah, maybe if people just started <laughs> listening now, I didn't ruin it. So, but you got yeah, something yeah, else? Yeah, we got some uh, New
1: Japan rumors. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. We also have some Crown Jewel rumors and we all got on. some All In
2: rumors. Okay. Well, let me let me write all this down here cuz I didn't write it down before the show started.
1: We had an 11-minute pre uh So New Japan, pre-game. so we
2: had New Japan, what else? Uh Crown Jewel. Yes. And Now we'll, you put me on the spot. All In. And All In. Okay. I um, was writing it down. Okay, cool. Got all that. And then uh Chief Pete, of course, Nick Aldus, and then yeah. the Owens, uh, Elias, segment. we'll talk all about that. Coming up on the Average Marks, episode number 47 for October 7th, 2018.
1: Yeah, your central hub to find out everything Average Marks is AverageMarks.com. Also, we got a brand new sponsorship we want to shout out. We want to shout out HighSpots.com. They are now a sponsor of the show. Here's how our sponsorship works. They said, hey, if you can get some of the Amp Nation to come to our website via your link, We're going to donate some money to the Average Marks. It won't cost your fans anything extra. It'll be the same thing if they just put in highspots.com and and searched and bought stuff from us. But we want to kick a little bit back to you to say thank you. So go to our website, averagemarks.com, Hit the High Spots banner. That will be our link. Get you some really cool wrestling memorabilia. And they're going to kick a little bit back to The Average Marks. Follow Mm -hmm. us on Facebook and Twitter at The Average Marks. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you get us in iTunes algorithm by leaving a comment, subscribing, and giving us a rating after this show. Speaking of the website, AverageMarks.com, exclusively on there, the hottest woman in wrestling tournament.
2: Yes, uh, we just got done with Block A, round two. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of wrestling fans out there that I know are guys, or that are straight guys, and uh, love the women. And even probably the guys who are not straight probably love the women (laughs) as well, in a way, or at least, you know, they they appreciate their beauty. But, uh, you know, we're having the tournament to determine who's the hottest woman in wrestling, and we're down now to about, I don't know, we're almost halfway, you know, we've almost cut the field down to half. Uh, One side of the bracket, we're down to the round of 16 now. To find out how we got there, just go to our website, AverageMarks.com. Talking all about the... you know, the hottest woman in wrestling. We each give our votes. We let the fans vote. You can go vote now for block B of round two at our website, averagemarks.com. Go, you know, put your vote. You can vote once each day. So you can vote on, uh, you can vote today and then come back tomorrow and then come back Tuesday and cast your vote each time. If you really want one of these women to win, the, the matchups are getting really, really closer, uh, much harder to pick, no pun intended, but, uh, it's, it's, it's been fun, you know, to talk about the, the women and. You know, check out all these photos you've been finding of them.
1: Right. And for all you uh, women wrestling marks out there, all I got to say is this next round pits Nikki Bella against Mandy Leon. That's one of the bouts that we have. Yeah. Uh, so if that is a cue to how strong this round is, yeah, uh, go to averagemarks.com under podcast. HWIW Tournament and cast your vote. Now, uh, uh, Casey said, what's that High Spots link again? I was about to say, uh, would ask asking. Yeah, we don't have a code. Essentially, what you'll do is you'll go to AverageMarks.com right there on the front page. You will see the High Spots banner. You click that and it has it all in the code there and that will uh, get you, boy, as a little kit back.
2: There you go. So just go to the website, click on it, and then uh, it should uh, take you, you know, should take you from there. Is cruising an open air... Airplane? Yeah. By the way, we have Cruz on the show here today, and uh, there's something going on in Bazil <laughs> over there. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in, in Bazil over there, Cruz, but uh, certainly that we, work. It's much better oh, much now. Better. So much better.
0: Apparently, my headset doesn't like me today.
2: Oh well. Well, I guess you just have to roll uh, without it for the for the time being. Well, we got Cruz on the show today. Uh, he did the episode with us just now for the uh, hottest woman in wrestling tournament. Cruz, I know you're excited for King of Pro Wrestling coming up here in probably, what, the next 12 hours or so? 12, 13 hours? Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm I'm so excited about it. I accidentally tried to watch it last night.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He thought it was this morning, and uh, unfortunately he found out he had to wait another 24 hours to see it. So... But uh, We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. What we're going to dive into first, though, is WWE Super Showdown that happened down in Melbourne, Australia, as if they had to keep reminding us right. 20,000 times where it was. Um, we'll go over the match, uh, the, the results here really quickly. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods this was a little bit of su- surprising that Big E was the man that sat out this match for the New Day but they defeat Sheamus and Cesaro via pinfall to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Charlotte defeated Becky Lynch via disqualification so Becky Lynch will retain the SmackDown women's title but there will be a rematch on SmackDown for that women's championship Charlotte and Becky Lynch this coming Tuesday night The queen, on son. SmackDown Live. Bobby Lashley and John Cena defeated Elias and Kevin Owens via pinfall John Cena barely took uh, anything of a bump in this match, <laughs> and um, he has a new haircut. Which and his new, he has a sixth. He did his sixth move of Doom too, and it's called. There's a there's a term for it, but like he puts his, you know, a make
0: last punch or whatever. Yeah, he put his his
2: arms up, uh, like like made an X like with his arms, and then just it was kind of like a like a right jab and oh, or something like that. God. It was a uh, kill me. And they, I mean, they they called it something. I don't remember what the name of. It was one word starts with S S. I don't remember. But did
1: they, did they sell it? Like oh my.
2: God, it's the- no, Cor- Corey Graves was basically like pooing on it. It was like what the <laughs> hell was that? Like so Corey Graves it keeps it real at the announce table. <laughs> Billy Kay and Peyton Royce the first defeated time
0: I, saw it, I pooed on it.
2: Well, <laughs> Billy Kay and Peyton Royce defeated Asuka mm. and Naomi via submission. I you know they did. Yeah. Well they were in their home country. You know the- I knew they were going to get a win. Uh AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe, uh, made him tap out. That was a that was a pretty solid match, I got to say. It was the second longest match of the night at 23 minutes and 43 seconds. There was no countout, no disqualification, really good match. Those two kind of beat the hell out of each other. But AJ Styles eventually made Samoa Joe tap from the, I think it was the calf crusher he made him tap from. Bree Bella and Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey defeated Liv Morgan, Ruby Riott, and Sarah Logan. Uh, Ronda Rousey made both Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan tap out at the same time, although I think on PW scorecards they gave uh logan the 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 person who took the fall so come on daniel so uh well i knew that was going to happen Rhonda just you know showed that and that was one second under 10 minutes so uh buddy murphy defeated cedric alexander so we have a new cruiserweight champion for the first time in i think 28 years uh buddy and- murphy <laughs> and also an australian yeah uh, in his home uh, hometown of melbourne yep. won the title so a big shout out to uh, Buddy Murphy. I did pick Buddy Murphy on my scorecard. And, and
1: by God, can we be done with the Buddy Murphy Cedric? I like Xander matches for a yeah, while. Yeah, let's
2: uh, let's go to. I don't know. It's something about two oh five live. I don't know what. And then you know they stopped featuring. It sucks. That's what it is. They stopped featuring them on Raw, but and they don't feature them on the pay per views either. But for the big ones, obviously, like you know the one in, in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, they. Of course, I guess you got to have Buddy Murphy win. If you're going to have him win the Cruiserweight title, have him win it in his hometown. And Buddy Murphy's a great wrestler, I might add. Uh, but, you know, let's get some – but that's the thing. I, there's no depth, I don't think. I
1: don't understand why you have a 205 Live brand that you're just going to shuffle off into the corner and nobody's going to give a crap about. I don't understand why you wouldn't have them on your main shows.
2: A great shot in the arm. Uh, let's see. Joe said the, the bigger problem – It's too much content and spread too thin. Yeah, there's a lot of content going on out there, but uh, certainly for 205 live uh, somebody did mention something about you know when Rey Mysterio comes back maybe put Rey Mysterio on 205 live but then it's like well Rey Mysterio's be above that like and
1: that's only if they bring it back to the main shows if they're going to keep him He's coming he's going to be there at SmackDown 1000 in a couple of weeks but and he's I'm, signed saying, two I'm saying the 205 live brand so. Oh yeah if you put him just on the on the show that's on the WWE network nobody's still going to give a crap
2: eh, they might but we'll we'll see hopefully they do something because the Cruiserweights are really good wrestlers. And right now there's just, you know, like Joe said, there's uh, it's like a oversaturation of content. Like, cause we got the Melbourne, Australia show, you got the evolution show coming up then you got crown jewel. And you got survivor series. There's so much packed in the next like month and a half that, uh, and then what else he said? There's no star power on two Oh five live to draw in viewers. You're right. There's no star power at all. There's, you know, some names, but no <laughs> big taking star a power. you dig at your
1: boy Mustafa.
2: I'm not – well, um, I never said Mustafa Ali was a big star. He does not have the star power, He, but he is a great wrestler, and he is tremendous in the ring. Can we pod cruise down just a little bit? I don't know what's going on <laughs> o- over there, just a little bit, because there's a lot of noise in my ear right now. But uh, certainly 205 Live, you know, you have great wrestlers. You don't have that star power, and the fact is the biggest stage they had to, u- to-, to use to kind of get their brand out there was Monday Night Raw, and they took that away, so – um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with 205 Live. Continuing, though, on the results for Super Showdown, The Shield defeated Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. Daniel Bryan defeated The Miz in what was, I think, the shortest match of the night. Yeah, 225. And it'll be Daniel Bryan taking on AJ Styles for the WWE Championship at Crown Jewel. Is so, that not
1: everybody's wet dream?
2: That is everybody. That's my... I don't know if I've ever had a wet dream about it, but <laughs> certainly uh, don't mess. You know, don't mess this. Up, but they're going to be in Saudi Arabia. Uh, they they don't they pull out. I, th- I feel like sometimes they pull out all the stops. They're, they're going to pull out all the stops for Saudi Arabia because I know Saudi Arabia is giving them just gobs of money to go back over there and you know not have the women wrestling. So uh, yeah. and then uh, Triple H defeated the Undertaker in what was the longest match of the night, twenty seven forty four. Uh, and then, of course, uh, The Undertaker and Kane attacked Triple H and Shawn Michaels after the match. Uh, and that's probably going to set up the tag team match at Crown Jewel coming up on November 2nd. And, uh, and what was it, Ryu, Saudi Arabia. You know, they they got to continue to tell you exactly just where it's at, like like we forget. Which I think I did kind of forget. Yeah, yeah. But they, they moved the venue, I think. There's a new venue. They were going to have it at some venue, and then they moved it or something, I, I read. But that's coming up in a couple of months. So... Our chat just, like, disappeared. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happened there.
1: Come on, YouTube. Get your stuff together.
2: But that's going to be happening on November 2nd. Crown Jewel. Oh, there we go. There we go. Got it back up. So, Crown Jewel coming up in a, in a month. Uh, looking forward to that. We'll talk about that in the weeks to come. But a couple of things I took away from Super Showdown is, first of all, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are going to be battling for the WWE title. Uh, that AJ Styles-Samoa Joe match was, in my opinion... Might have been the best match of the night. Uh, They just beat the hell out of each other, and it it was really, really good. Um, You know, John Cena's new uh, sixth move of doom was whatever. Uh, His new haircut, I think, has got got the meme treatment on the internet. That's for sure. Dude,
1: Uh, one that I saw had him painted like he was Gambit. From X Men, of course the JBL reference. Oh yeah,
2: they, who, who who wore it better? Is it JBL and they or a uh, JCL or something like that? <laughs> John Cena Layfield or something like they. So it was pretty funny. I wonder but, if
1: he's grown it out for a movie role. Well, that, that I think that's it because they were. I
2: saw an article this morning. Uh, they were the asking too. about why he didn't you know take a bump. I think he's probably getting ready to. Uh, let's see, what does it uh, say? Right, what did Joe say? makes it uh, look like JBL on the on the juice yeah. yeah makes him look like JBL on the juice so yeah that's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of accurate um, I think he's pro- uh, more than likely. And, he, you know, he talked after the match. You know, he's talking about, like, you know, I don't know what my future holds in store, but uh, I do know, you know, what's happening right now I'm in front of 70,000 people, whatever. You know, WWE's my home. I'll never forget where I came from, this and that and stuff. So. Has he
1: said that, like, 18 times already?
2: Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't know about 18, but I think he's probably, because uh, I think he talked at, at the Saudi Arabia show, too. Yeah. So he might have said something similar of the sort. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I remember that match was the first match.
1: It was the same script. They just handed it to him. Hey, say this, John.
2: Yeah, say this real quick. Here you go. Um, so that's kind of what happened at uh at Super Showdown. The Shield versus uh, Strom Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre was really really good too. Uh, Triple H and The Undertaker was good, but it was just so slow paced and. It's getting a lot of whatnot. heat on the internet. Yeah, it, it was uh it was an okay match. Uh, they kind of beat the hell out of each other too because it turned into a no disqualification match uh, as they rang the bell. They were you know basically saying Triple H made it that way. He's the COO. He can do what he wants. So.
1: Um, now I was asking you earlier while you were watching it Do you think it was slow paced because they wanted A methodical feel to it That they were both really really cerebral Or did it make you feel They were just old
2: Well partially because they're old It's more so The Undertaker Because The Undertaker can't You know wrestle these matches like he used to and Unless they go to a slow pace uh, Triple H I think can still go to a certain degree um, Much better than The Undertaker Obviously but uh, I think it was part, and then when you're in the ring with Triple H, Triple H is such a tremendous ring general that you know the Undertaker. You can go on, you could do a 27-minute match with Triple H, and he'll, he'll 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 carry it if he has to. So um, I think, but the the attack after the match, that's gonna set up that that tag we'll team match. just let you beat him
1: down with some chairs to get some pops.
2: And Shawn Michaels is gonna come out of retirement, and Shawn Michaels the whole match like was like legit. I think afraid of The Undertaker. Like, he was like, he had no, he wanted no part of The Undertaker at all. So, um, and then Kane went through a table. Uh, it was in a, it was, you know, kind of a, it was interesting, but
1: like, I don't know why somebody backstage hasn't gone up to Sean and said, look, dude, we need to talk, okay? You need some Botox in those puppy dog, hound dog eyes you got going on, dude. Tighten yeah. that
2: stuff up. And then ever since Sean shaved his head, like, man, I, how can you get rid of that hair? That's, that's unfortunate.
1: I mean, normally when you shave your head, it lo- makes you look badass, but yeah, <laughs> not so much the case.
2: But yeah, so now, which leads us to the scorecard situation. Now, here's the situation Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, I filled out a scorecard, and the AMP scorecard champion, Cruz, filled out a scorecard. Cruz scored an 86, I scored a 98. Therefore, since we were the only two eligible people that filled out a scorecard, that would make me the new AMP scorecard champion. And I think Cruz has has agreed to that, right? Yeah. I told
0: you. You want it, you got
2: it. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, Cruz letting me win the belt, even though I feel like I took it. But, uh, you know, uh, of course, I'm going to put it up for grabs the next episode. Scorecard event, which I guess would be evolution. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you want it back Cruz, you got to fill out an evolution scorecard. As simple as that. Anybody, you, you and Britain you and Brink, I know it was kind of a crazy week with the the early start time on Saturday and stuff. No, so,
1: I, I was just straight, uh, straight. Uh, I, why can't I say this? I was just straight throwing shade on the event. Oh, that's why I didn't fill out one. Oh, wow I, uh, I can't believe it's a glorified house show. So. It's still a glorified house show that can win you
2: a championship, like the Amp Scorecard Championship, and it would just it So now, so now that means I am officially the double champ, double champ, because I am the NXT Scorecard Champ and now the Amp Scorecard Champion too. So, uh, next week when you see me walking in the studio, I'm gonna have
1: two belts. Yeah, believe that. Yeah, we got to get that picture on the website. What picture? Of you wearing both belts. Well,
2: I gotta go. I got I got my NXT one in the car, and I got we had Brink
1: when he was a double champ.
2: Yeah, no. Well, I'm going to go get the because the, the I'm going go get it from Cruz. Uh, so uh, Cruz, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get it from Cruz at uh, a at at, at at a certain point, and uh, once I obtain it from Bazille, uh, we'll get that picture.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get it from me at Brink's house. Cause yeah. I have
2: it <laughs> <Durant>. <laughs> well, I was trying to you know keep it kayfabe a, a little bit here, but uh, yeah, certainly I'm going to pick it up from no, Brink's house. he's holding
0: it hostage.
2: Oh, he's holding it hostage. Kayfabe. He- he didn't. oh, Okay. Well, so the, apparently that's the cave, cave we're keeping here. Uh, so Brink's holding it hostage at his house. I'm gonna go take it though because that that is officially now my belt, and so now I'm the double champ. Woo! All right. Let's uh let's move on now from dude dude. Well, you we're got so some? excited.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. The, yeah. This would be a great video. Um, you breaking in the Brink's house?
2: No, oh, Lord. Come on, how While,
1: while he's sleeping. I'm not. A, I'm not a thief. You I take don't, the I don't belt. break and enter. Nothing about yours, you want it.
2: I know, but I I'm not a breaking and entering kind of guy. I mean, I, I take the belt and
0: also one item from a shrine.
1: Oh no. <laughs> he he'll track me down. And then and then Brink wakes up mid thieving. Oh no. And then you and him have it out in the living room. Mm, that's a little too much. You start smashing him with chairs. Oh no. You grab the belt. Oh, Wendy! you rub his blood all on the belt? Like some mojo breaking into AJ's house. or yeah. something.
2: Maybe we'll see what happens. How I think he'll just hand as it long over as quietly. Put
0: someone through a
2: table. Oh God. I'm getting a little too <laughs> old for that one. But anyway, I am the amp amp score core champ now. So that makes me the double champ. And I, uh, I, I accept. So, um, let's move on now. Let's yeah. move on now to what's going to be happening. Uh, I guess, you know, technically tonight, I guess, or no, it's going to be actually a Monday night. Morning. It'll be tomorrow morning yeah. uh, here in the States. It'll be King of Pro Wrestling, New Japan from uh, from Tokyo. It'll be at the uh, – I'm not even going to say where it's going to be at because I can't pronounce it. Um, we'll take a we'll, – we'll look at the preview here of the match card. Let's see, I just want to make sure that the, the chat thing was rolling through in case anybody was leaving something in the chat. Got a yeah. full
1: house here. And the uh, Joe said it was scary watching Sean take those bumps.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, Sean just seems so fragile. Uh, okay, so King of Pro Wrestling coming up tomorrow morning here in the states. Uh, Monday night in Japan, first match will be for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. El Desperado and uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru will defend their titles against Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, second match is a tag team match. Tomoaki Hanma, who? Tomoaki Hanma. Uh, oh, one of my boys just hit me. I gotta go. I have to go pick him up I after they bring him to Cowboys. Uh, oh,
1: that's uh, <laughs> a little early for well, Cowboys.
2: Well, no, he he left his truck there last night. Oh, so, okay. Oh, uh, hey,
1: did he hit you up for the book. lift? No, oh, that's messed up. He's
2: my boy. I'm gonna go help him out. Okay. Um, so, so, okay, tag team match Tomoaki, Hanma, uh, and Togi Maccabee versus Toa Hanari and Juice Robinson. Third match will also, well, this will be an eight man tag team match. Chase Owens, Hangman Page, Nick Jackson, and Matt Jackson will take on Taiji, Ishimori, Tongaloa, Tamatanga, and Bad Luck, Fale. Fourth match will be a six man tag Will Osprey, Haruki Godo, and Tomohiro Ishii versus Takashi Iizuka Taiichi with his hot ass wife yeah. and Minoru Suzuki. And his then <laughs> and, uh, the fifth match Shoyo Yo, Toruyano, and Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito, Sanada, Bushi, and uh, somebody they call X. Uh, which will be the next member of Los Ingo Bernables de Japón, apparently. Um, there was some talk about whether it would be Pac, of course, otherwise known as Neville. Uh,
1: Tupac's coming back.
2: What? And uh, so we'll, we'll that, that's going to be one of the big storylines tomorrow night. Evil and Zack Sabre Jr. will have a special singles match in the sixth match of the night. Seventh match will be for the IWGP Jr. Heavyweight Championship. It'll be Kushida versus Marty Skrull. Uh, the eighth match will be the preliminary match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at the Tokyo Dome. So basically, the rights holder to the G1 Climax, uh, well, the G1 Climax winner is Hiroshi Tanahashi. No one will take that away from him. But the the rights holder. Uh, the title of rights holder for that IWGP Heavyweight Championship match at the Tokyo Dome is on the line when Tanahashi takes on Jay White. And then the main event, ninth match, will be the IWGP Heavyweight Triple Threat Championship match. Kenny Omega will be defending against Cody and Kota Ibushi. So now that my uh, voice is starting to wear off here, after reading through that <laughs> real quick, let's go to Cruz. Um, Cruz, uh, other than the Triple Threat championship match Uh, what match are you looking most forward to
0: Uh, let's see Uh, Tanahashi Jay White should be a good one that's a about a two month build up there probably well or maybe less than that because Jay White and Ghetto came out and attacked Tanahashi and and uh, Okada and kind of built that one up and Jay White beat Tanahashi in the G1 so that's a nice little build up there, um, Kashida Marty Skrull. That's going to be a nice one. I mean, the junior heavyweights throw down always. Oh they yeah, pick the top four to be in in the uh, tournament. So I was I was hoping fantastic.
2: for Will Osprey, but yeah. can't win them all.
0: Yeah, yeah, you and me both. But I'd imagine I'm not going to give spoilers here, but it'll be a good match. Uh, also uh, evil versus Zack Saber jr. Um, the whole running line with that is that evil hasn't been able to beat Zack Saber jr. Zack Saber jr. has been squeaking out wins over evil, even though Zack Saber jr. is much smaller than evil. And, uh, he can't figure out how to beat Zach Saber jr. So that should be a pretty good one filled with a lot of, uh, submission attempts by Zach Saber jr. Oh yeah. Uh, uh Bullet Club Elite versus the OGs that should be a nice little uh spectacle there. Yeah,
2: that'll be that'll be a fun match, I think.
0: Absolutely. And then who the hell is X, damn it?
2: <laughs> I know, right? We're trying to figure out who X dun, is, dun, but dun. but uh, we're not sure. Uh, there was talk about PAC aka Neville, but I don't I don't know. I'm not too sure on that.
1: What Speed it Racer just, does it's, like, To like, me, like, racer X to it's me, Neville
2: just doesn't even like fit into that 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 stable. You fit Neville in wherever you can, but like it just it, it would just be like completely random Neville, like it would, <laughs> or Pock. I mean, it it would just be. It's like you got Tetsuga, Naito, um, you got Sonata, Evil. You know, you got Bushi, and then it's like. Neville is <laughs> like yeah. it's, just, it's just totally random Japanese, to me so yeah, it's exactly that's that. so that, that's that's another reason why it just makes no sense as much as I would love it to be Neville and I would love to see Neville in a New Japan ring uh, I don't know I really don't know who it could be
1: well, just, do you think since Naito and the origin of you know his group came from Mexico that it's a Mexican wrestler?
2: It's possible I suppose uh, who knows I, I really and truly do not know yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. Cruz may know. Cruz's seen some some yeah. rumors. I think. Uh,
0: none of them were Mexican. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah, let's see. Let me find that Mexican. Not Mexican. Hello. Well, Let me like find that bandito. Rumor page.
1: Yeah. But uh, uh. Go ahead. Or maybe Ray Phoenix.
0: Oh, they are talking about um it possibly being a guy who is currently a free agent. And his name is uh, Shingo Tagaki. I don't know who the guy is, but he's had some great matches in Bola, and um, he is currently a free agent. And also a possibility of a uh, young lion who's currently on excursion, named H- Hirai Kawato. Probably it, that's probably his name. I'm not gonna name, but
1: uh. <laughs> now speaking of uh, young lions. Uh, I saw something that um, Tamatonga was saying that they're going to start uh, looking at some young lions for their sect of Bullet Club. Can you call yourself the OGs if you start letting young lions in? Well, they're the OGs, but yeah. the squad is the
0: firing squad.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. They're the OGs.
0: Their part is Bullet Club firing squad.
1: So oh, they're gotcha. currently
0: looking for a... Uh, a junior heavyweight to team with uh, Ishimori in the uh, junior tag league.
1: You're progressing. No, go ahead.
0: I believe uh, they haven't narrowed down the four possible people that they haven't leaked yet. So that's another thing to look forward to. Who's going to be the new member of the firing squad?
1: Like that little that little thing you took, Patrick. It's making you worse,
2: dude. No, it's just my nose is running. Like my throat feels fine now. <laughs> No, it's just I'm I guess, feeling sick just watching you. Now. No, I'm 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 feeling just fine. Would you me. like
1: me to get you a tissue while you guys talk about New Japan?
2: That would that'd be a good idea. Okay, yeah, uh, a tissue would be great. So, uh, Cruz. Now I want to quickly. Talk about some of these major matches first. uh, I want to get some predictions from you. Tell me how you think some of these are going to go go down. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. You got El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru taking on Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger. How do you think that one's going to play out?
0: I believe that'll stay with uh, Kanemaru and Desperado. Even though Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger won their match um, a couple weeks ago, I do believe that. uh, title holders will retain simply because they've retained over everyone else. Why not retain over Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger?
2: Absolutely. Now let's go to the IWGP junior heavyweight championship. Marty Skrull and Kushida, of course it is vacant after the uh, injury to Hiromu Takahashi. So who's going to be the new IWGP junior heavyweight champion?
0: My feeling is Kushida because although they have put it on Marty Skrull, they put it on Kushida a bunch of times and, uh, you know, Kashida is the more decorated guy, and I think that uh, Kashida versus um, Hiromu Takahashi match would be a lot better than a Marty girl versus Hiromu Takahashi match.
2: Uh, so, so you're saying that the winner of this match will eventually have to fight Hiromu Takahashi?
0: Well, yeah. It get, I mean, no one beat Hiromu for the title.
2: Yeah, that's true. But so, I mean, didn't, but didn't up. he have a broken neck? So, I mean, he'll be out for a little while.
0: Oh yeah, but he's expected to make a full recovery and come back.
2: Oh yeah, but it just might—it might not be until after Wrestle Kingdom, uh, I think, at least, because he he broke it back in—he broke it at the G One Special in July. So to me, it just unless like something there's something I don't know, he's not going to be back until I'd say at the very earliest uh, next summer. You know,
1: you ever seen Karate Kid? No. Oh, never mind then. (laughs) Carry on.
0: You've never seen Karate Kid?
2: I've never seen Karate Kid. No. You never so, seen
0: the scene the with the podcast out. We got to right. talk about this. <laughs>
2: I've never. And then he
1: touches Daniel's nope. leg?
2: Never have I. <sighs> nope. And I, I don't Ted, think I, I don't know God. if that would work on Takahashi though. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they tried it yet, but so so who did you say you think is going to win the IWGB Junior Heavyweight Championship? Kushida. Kushida. The Time Splitter. The Time Splitter. Nice. Uh, all right, then the tanahashi J. White match, who uh, I, I I have a feeling, I have a feeling Uh-oh. that, you know, Tanahashi, this is the third time he's won the G1. He's already had two other, you know, championship matches at Wrestle Kingdom for his previous two. Um, but and Jay White's, you know, the hot, I say the hottest, the, the biggest up-and-coming heel mm. in New Japan. He's a really good wrestler, and... I, to me, I think he's going to win this match. I think he's going to get the right to fight the IWGP champion. And I think we're going to see – we could see Jay White and Kenny Omega at, um, obviously at Wrestle Kingdom because uh, the last time Jay White and Kenny Omega wrestled, I think they wrestled each other in the G1. Did they wrestle each other in the G1 or were they in two different blocks? I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: They were in two different blocks.
2: Yeah, they were two different blocks. So it was Jay White. He beat Tanahashi and Okada is what, is what it was in the G1. But um, I think, you know, I think Jay White's going to beat Tanahashi. What do you think? Do you think uh, Tanahashi keeps that, that briefcase, or you think Jay White could get it?
0: Uh, Tanahashi probably keeps the briefcase is what I think. Because Jay White getting a title shot does not make any sense. It makes no sense right now. Like, we get it, Jay White beat Kenny Omega. For the U.S. title. He's already... There's like a... A closing to that. He won the U.S. title. Yeah. Does not guarantee you a IWGP title match. True. You got a title for that. Yeah. And there's been no heat with Kenny Omega since. All the heat's been on Chaos and Tanahashi by way of Chaos. Yeah. So I think this is just uh, setting up a match with Tanahashi and Tanahashi pulls it out because Jay White... like. Pushing Jay White against Kenny Omega doesn't make sense to me right now. I, unless I'm missing something that I didn't see. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to be like, Ah, Jay White, Kenny Omega. Unless we're going to take the title off Kenny Omega tonight. In which case, we do Jay White, Ibushi. Because we know they're not going to give the title to Cody.
1: No. So... Are they? You, wait, go ahead. Or they have him run in and supposedly fall the match. But it you know Kenny still comes out on top somehow. And he does that badass finisher he did on that time where Kenny wanted to join Bullet Club. I don't know what the name of it is.
0: Blade Runner, the Blade Runner, possibly. Like Jay White's finisher.
1: Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just remember one. like when he uh, when they asked him to be in a uh, Bullet Club, and then he, he yeah the he, Sister he, Abigail basically. Oh, that's what, oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the Blade Runner. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I mean, Kenny took that like a champ. Oh, yeah. Straight on the top of his head. I was like, holy crap.
0: Kenny takes every move like a champ. He's the only person I've ever... Like, anyone else who sells the Crossroads is terrible (laughs) now that I've seen Kenny Omega take one. It's unbelievable. He sells everything perfectly.
2: Well, speaking of Kenny Omega and uh, the Crossroads... The last match, which I think I have a feeling right I know where you're gonna go with this, but you know, the I W G P triple threat uh, match, obviously you said Cody's not gonna get it. Cody's got two belts already. He's got the IWGP US heavyweight championship and then of course the NWA Worlds Championship. Cody Ibushi doesn't have a belt, but uh nope. Cody Abushi I'm sure wants the belt that Kenny Omega has in the IWGP Triple Threat Championship. So just tell us, you know, how you think this match is gonna play out.
0: Kenny's gonna pin Cody and leave it open for uh, power struggle. Because, as Kenny said, he has two title defenses he has to get out the way. One being Kota Ibushi, two being Yano. They will never let a Kenny Omega versus Yano match headline a big title, uh, a big show. So, you make Kenny Omega pin Cody, Kenny Omega retains, but there's no resolution to Ibushi and Kenny Omega. So, you have Ibushi, Kenny Omega at power struggle.
2: There you go. Okay, so that's how you think it's gonna play out. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't see how Kenny's gonna still lose this belt. Like I said, I don't see anybody taking this belt off of him um, anytime soon. So uh, I'm well, simply I gonna pick Kenny Omega. It, uh,
0: through that, through power struggle, he gets his his uh, one up on Abushi. Uh, he beats Tanahashi. Of course, it's gonna be a fantastic match against Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. Yep. Uh, and then going into next year, we'll we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, you never know. Maybe New Japan uh, might, you know, because with, with the year that New Japan has had financially, I feel like they can now start affording to pull some bigger names in, into the company. So we're going to see maybe they, you know, obviously they pulled in Chris Jericho uh, and they got him, you know. And that's another thing too. Uh, now, do you think – now, because Chris Jericho obviously attacked Kenny Omega at All In, but I think that was for the Jericho Cruise.
0: That um, was simply for the cruise. Yeah. I listened to his uh, uh, the the Jericho podcast where he literally broke down like everything that day. If you haven't listened to that podcast of the events of that day, it's fantastic because he almost didn't make it. He almost got <laughs> caught by a fan in the airport and all kind of stuff, but. <laughs> beside the point the moral of all this is that it was simply to promote the jericho cruise they um i believe it was cody who called him it was like you want to do this for this and all kind of stuff and he called him back and was like hey how about we do it and i'd be like eh, see you on the cruise and they was like let's make it happen
2: okay cool and what, what that was the chris jericho podcast you said yes what yes, episode yes. that was right after all in
0: uh yeah
2: I'll have to go check that out. Shout out. Uh, yeah. So, any chance we see Jericho uh, at King of Pro Wrestling?
0: I would like to say yes, because this uh,
1: this Evil versus Zack Saber Junior. thing kind of came thinking. out of nowhere. Yeah, you know.
2: And I think he's gonna um, come attack Evil maybe after the match or something, and maybe set up an IWGP. Because uh, when's like the next like between now and Wrestle Kingdom? What is the biggest event for them? Is it Power Struggle?
0: Power Struggle. Yes.
2: So you think we maybe could see Jericho and Evil at, at a power struggle or something?
0: I think we wait till Wrestle Kingdom.
2: So you don't think Jericho is defending the intercontinental belt until Wrestle Kingdom?
0: That would be the best place to do it, Wrestle Kingdom. He'd have two Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. show, uh, yeah. matches under his belt, you know? Yeah. Maybe, if not do something now, do something at power struggle, which is... Let's see, is that where he debuted last year? No, I think it was at the final. It was at wor- the, uh, at the World Tag League, yeah. World Tag League, yeah. So it, it's almost a year since he's, you know, debuted. So maybe yeah. do something again around that time yeah. to set up the Wrestle Kingdom match.
2: Well, there you have it. So uh, King of Pro Wrestling, of course, you can stream it live on uh, New Japan World. It's only, I think, $8 and something. I think it's eight eighty eight.
0: Nine 999 yen you can ever spend. Yeah, you're
2: right. <laughs> Uh, I'll probably, I probably I won't be able to watch it live, but I'm gonna try and check it out tomorrow night when I get home from work. So uh,
0: thankfully I'm on that uh, casino time, and I get off when it starts. There always. You, so there, I'll be, there you go. I'll be watching it tonight.
2: There you go. Absolutely uh, beautiful there. So King of Pro Wrestling coming up should be a uh, should be a really really good show. Uh, looking forward to seeing, of course, where who wins, and you know if we got any new champions, and of course all that, and then to see like where it goes from there. So um, all Let's right. See who X is. Yeah, and to see who X is too. All right, uh, now let's kind of switch gears a little bit here. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened last night in the world of MMA, Mm -hmm. and that's what happened after the Conor McGregor-Khabib fight. Uh, I'm going to just basically kind of take you through it. I think it was in the fourth round Mm -hmm. uh, where Khabib pretty much choked out Conor. Conor taps... And then I think even when he taps, Khabib is still like kind of got it locked in, and the ref had to kind of like pull him off. Yeah. Then Khabib goes into Conor's corner, throws his mouthpiece at somebody, and then starts hollering, hops the cage, tries to fight one of McGregor's people, and then next thing you know, McGregor's fighting with some of Khabib's other people in the in the octagon. It's pure mayhem. Uh, they didn't even put the strap on Khabib in the octagon. They got them it's both a out of there. Knocker. They got them both out of there. I mean, it was. <clears throat> It was really the, uh, you know, it was what everybody was talking about this morning after, uh, you know, a full day of like college football and all that stuff. And they were talking about, you know, Khabib McGregor. Even they, they weren't even talking about what happened in the match. They were talking about what happened after the fight. And it was just pure mayhem. And, you know, uh, Mikey O, you said uh, you saw it. Yeah. I mean, what do you think
1: about it? Well, I tell you what, uh, I am a straight Connor Mark. I love this dude's game. Um, I think he's an excellent fighter, but that's while he's on his feet. He has some decent ground skills, but Khabib showed that he is a master wrestler, and he totally controlled. And just like uh, Joe was saying, he's got this. He's got this move when he gets on top of you. He will cross your legs and then clamp you down. Yeah. And and like obviously nobody wants him to do this. You're training because you don't want this to happen to you. Because once he crosses your legs and he clamps you down, you're not going anywhere. And it happened to Connor and multiple times. And I was like, yeah. holy crap, this dude right here. Once Khabib gets you on the ground, he's so strong. His ground and pound, even though he's in half guard, he is just, you could hear the licks. So it was like, God, how can you withstand this much punishment? And Connor's face was pretty messed up. And Khabib said before the match, I want to change this guy's face. So I think that's what was going through Connor's because when he had the choke on, It wasn't fully set in. He didn't have his neck. He had this bottom of his chin. Yeah. And I think the guy's so strong, I'm pretty sure Conor remembered that quote, I want to change his face. And he's like, dude, this guy's about to crumble my jaw. Yeah. He's like, I got to tap out. Oh, yeah. But it showed that Khabib is the real deal. He is.
2: Definitely. Yeah, he is. Uh, Cruz, you said you saw it. Uh, What was your reaction to it?
0: Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, the match went exactly as I suspected. Khabib would win because, although Conor McGregor is a bad man, Khabib is a bad man. That dude is. Yeah, twenty-seven is
2: bad. And zero now. Yeah.
0: Um, and then uh, you know, I saw. I think I saw it on Twitter. Like, because I was obviously at work and and going through Twitter, all you see is, "Oh my God, what's going on?" and and what the hell just happened and all kind of stuff. So so clearly, I'm going to go investigate. <laughs> and, uh, I found the video of the finish. You know, he finishes <laughs> him, puts him in the... I don't even know what to call that.
1: The a rear naked choke.
0: That, that, well, it wasn't set in, and there's no. another name for it. Because like a
1: cross face, like, but in a way, I guess.
0: Yeah, we're going to call it... We're going to call it the Zip Popper.
1: I'm going to crumble your face, (laughs) Locke.
0: And uh, after that, you know, he's still trying to go after McGregor. And and then he backs out, throws his mouthpiece, jumps the fence, and goes in the crowd. And then the crowd comes in the octagon. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And then uh, afterwards I saw there was a – I think it was Iwani did an interview with Joe Rogan. Not Joe Rogan. Dana White, and they were talking about it, and what happened was uh, McGregor's corner started talking mess to Khabib, and he, he went over and met him, and then Khabib's people came over the top, and uh, from what I understand, they're, they're holding both purses. They didn't put the strap on him. They just got him out. Uh, there's an investigation by the Nevada police, uh, sporting commission or fighting commission. Yeah. Like, fines, possible suspension. People got arrested,
2: like, just regular old people got arrested. I think the guys that jumped yeah. the uh, the, uh, the into the octagon and sucker punched Connor, uh, they got arrested and stuff. Yeah. So it was That just, one was dude pure who jumped mayhem.
0: in who had, like, his pants falling down and you could see his whole butt or,
1: like, <laughs> yeah.
0: his whole drawers, he, like, two-pieces McGregor, and then the security guards come after him, and, he's, and he kind of wusses out, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to punch him in the face while he wasn't looking. Yeah. yeah,
1: because I know if he was looking, he would have gave me a two-piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. I, I, I wonder, because I didn't see that. Like, like the thing that I was watching, um, I didn't see the guy close up who punched him, but I'm wondering if it was... Khabib's brother, who's also an MMA fighter, but obviously not as good as his brother.
2: I think it was his because they were talking about uh, one of the guys that that hit Conor. It was like his career is gonna be over, like after doing that. Yeah,
1: because because at the press conference when they were kind of getting after it and Conor hit Khabib's hand and stuff like that, the brother was like motioning Conor to come on, let's do it. And I'm like, dude, you don't want any of like he's on the next level. You fight in little po dunk promotions. You can't yeah. you can't handle the hands of Conor McGregor.
2: Yeah, it was a pure pandemonium. As far as I'm concerned, I had a I have no problem with what Khabib did because Conor McGregor um, threw a dolly through a window <laughs> and had there was zero consequences for Conor at least by the UFC, and they built this fight around that incident, and now. You know, a a guy like Khabib, and they were talking about this on SiriusXM this morning. You know, a guy like Khabib, where he came from, like poverty, and uh, you know, a place where violence was probably a a common thing. Whereas, you know, he he basically got the idea. Okay, well, Connor threw a a dolly through a window, and not only that, Connor cost two people that night uh, Mm a spot on that card, and they're suing him still, and they're suing, (laughs) and they're suing him from it. So, and there's been no, you know. No consequences for Connor. Yeah. So if, in Khabib's mindset, well, if I charge, you know, this guy, if Connor could throw a dolly through a window, I should be able to charge this guy, and I, I won't get in trouble for it.
1: He had five days of community service, and he had to take a uh, uh, an anger class, which I'm sure he was not there for any of that.
2: Who knows? But nonetheless, I have no problem with with what uh, Khabib did. Uh, good for him. You know, he he beat Connor and. You know, he was he was fired up afterwards, and granted, uh, you know, it wasn't the smartest thing to do, but uh, once again, if Connor can get away with throwing a dolly through a window and injuring people, it's where they can't make a paycheck. Like Ray Borg, they were reading, like, apparently his uh kid has a medical condition, and there's all these bills he's got to pay, and he was out of a paycheck, and that's why, you know, him and along, who's the other one that got hurt? Uh, but they're both suing Conor for the money they were supposed to make from those fights that they weren't able to make because Conor hurt them by throwing yeah. a freaking dolly. That's the thing. Conor's been able to get away with anything because he caught him a McGregor, and, you know, it's Dana White's cash cow, but, uh, you know, now Khabib, you know, all of a sudden some people are just getting a little butt hurt because Khabib hopped the fence and tried to fight one of McGregor's guys. I mean, that's yeah. – that, to me, that's nothing compared to what Conor did. That's just my Now, opinion. if you
1: guys want to get on a great YouTube rabbit hole, I was telling you a little bit about this earlier. There's some great videos out there because Conor McGregor is the <laughs> ultimate smack talker, and he, was, he brought out a lot of smack about Khabib's yeah. dad, about his manager, yeah. about the people that are funding his career. Um, one of the guys that funds his career is locked up in a Russian gulag right now because he embezzled billions of rubles. Yeah. Um, then another guy that's actually manages Ray Borg as well, um, but manages Khabib, he was a former terrorist. That's why when Conor got both of his uh, belts in his red suit, the guy that was talking smack telling Connor Conor to put his belts up because they're fake belts. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I know a little bit about you, you terrorist snitch. Uh-huh. That's the guy. His name is like Ali Aziz or something like that, and yeah. he was in a jihadist group and everything. Uh-huh. Um, and then. Khabib is really cool with the Chechen leader, and that guy is a bad dude. Like, uh, all these watchdog groups have, like, tons of, like, human rights violations against him and whatnot. Yeah, uh-huh. So he's in league with a whole bunch of bad dudes. And that's what it made me think when uh, when uh, Cruz was saying they're a whole bunch of bad dudes. He's in league with some bad dudes, too, man. Yep.
2: Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much what happened last night at UFC 229. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see the aftermath. Um, if anybody gets consequences, suspensions, fines—I mean, he may get suspended—but
1: it's not going to be like because I mean it's going to be a few months if, for his whatever next they fight do anyway. to K- whatever
2: they do to Khabib, they have to do to Conor though, because Conor—that no. uh, t- n- one's y- already done. Yeah, but what? But you see, I don't know if you noticed. I watched a video. Uh, Connor kind of swung at one of Khabib's people first because one of Khabib's people was in the ring, and Connor sees Khabib going after one of his guys, so Connor went after one of Khabib's
1: guys and kind of swung at him. Well, and at then, that time, they're in the ring. I mean, you got to protect yourself. And yeah, but it's the after be- the fight, though. It's the best offense. This guy got in the ring obviously because he wants no, to come fight but, me.
2: But no, but the, this is the, uh, the video I saw uh, after Khabib hopped the the rail. Uh, Connor ho- was hopping on the rail, and there was another guy already on the rail. that was one of Khabib's people, and I don't know if he was trying to go like, but then like him and Connor were right there, and then Connor just kind of took a jab at him, so he kind of tried to swing back at Connor, and Connor gets back into the octagon, and then I think that's when he got sucker punched by mm. another guy that came in from the octagon. So,
1: yeah. uh, so. Look, it was but, crazy. I don't know if you guys remember this, or that but allowing
2: Connor to get away with everything he's gotten away from is partially the reason for this, in my opinion.
1: Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, and y'all might be too young for this because you're some young whippersnappers, but the Bo Galata fight back in the 90s when they had the big like when Galata kept hitting Riddick Bo in the nuts, yeah, and then he did it too many times and they called the fight, and uh-huh. then both teams started fighting, and then the crowd started rioting. Oh boy. Have y'all seen you, cruise? You seen that? I've never seen that. I have not. Oh, my God. Go to YouTube when you get a chance later on today and put in Riddick Bowe, Galata, Riot. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. It was crazy.
2: But all right, uh, let's move on now back to some pro wrestling talk. Uh, It's time for Rumor Mill. Rumor Mill. And we got a few things for Rumor Mill. First things first. Chris Jericho, rumored to be set for Impact Wrestling debut. Chris Jericho is a free agent. This is according to www.ringsidenews.com. This was posted on October 2nd, so last Tuesday this was posted. Um, Joe something noted on Barn Burner's No Holds Barred podcast that he has heard that Chris Jericho will be at the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. This is a very interesting set of circumstances because until recently, Jericho said he is going to stay away from pro wrestling shows in the USA because he didn't want to upset Vince McMahon. Jericho obviously showed up and hit the Codebreaker at All In, and it wasn't a match, but it certainly counted. With the current state of Impact Wrestling and the unpredictability of Chris Jericho, who knows what they could have up their sleeve. It is important to remember that Jericho has some very good friends in Impact Wrestling now thanks to his Winnipeg connection. It is also pretty obvious that he works whatever dates he can at this point as well. So this should be uh, interesting.
1: And if you think about it, WWE and WWF are synonymous with New York City, Madison Square Garden. Yep. This is going to be in New York. I mean, that's almost like a slap in the face to Vince McMahon
2: yeah we well, yeah, kind of like be, he's like,
1: dude, this is my town, and i uh, I don't know if, if he does it, I think that might but uh, butt hurt Vince, but I think he's at the point in his career he's made his money, he's making probably some decent change doing this new Japan stuff, and he probably made a whole ton of money on his cruise and his oh, band's yeah. making tons of money, certainly, yeah, so i I'm sure could we never see him in w w e again I think we will. I don't think I don't think he's burned that bridge yet. Yeah, I mean he might. I but don't as, want
0: to because outside of WWE, Jericho is a business.
1: Oh my god, his promos in New Japan—forget about it.
2: So yeah, we could be seeing Chris Jericho in Impact Wrestling maybe by the end of the year. Who knows?
1: That would be amazing.
2: All right, so what's the next thing we got on the rumor mill? All
1: right. uh per the Observer the idea was always to build the Brothers of Destruction versus DX Tag Team match to headline Crown Jewel. Um, but they're saying that this was never really about Triple H and Undertaker. It's to bring on a Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels program.
2: Uh, I, uh, I, As much as, like I said, uh, I think I said this before we started the podcast, but the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 was one of my all-time favorite matches. Definitely... In the top, I'd say three or four, but um, I, I just don't think we should be seeing that match again. That's just me. I don't, I don't care when, where, how it it, it 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 ended in 2010 at WrestleMania 26. It ended the right way. Don't ruin it, you know, by bringing it back, especially now that the Undertaker is not what he was eight years ago, and Shawn Michaels is not what he was eight years ago. So, I don't know. I, I who knows uh, what what could happen? But I, I, as far as I know, I think we're gonna see that. Uh, that tag team match between uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Undertaker and Kane at Crown Jewel, but uh, I don't know.
1: Well, No, they're saying we're going to see the tag match at Crown Jewel, yeah. but that's going to spawn off into a program with The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Okay, well. Cruz, you want to hmm. see that or no?
0: Um, how do I put this PG? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: see, I don't even care to see it either. I mean, I'll watch the tag team match, but another one-on-one match, I mean, nah, I'm I'm okay. And you
0: know Saudi Arabia is paying, like, top dollar for all the old-school wrestlers because they're living in the past. Well, yeah, they wanted, they, were, they were going
2: to pay a lot of money that, for The were, Rock to show up as WWE champion yeah, or something.
0: That pop They were doing, like, a bunch of money to get Stone Cold out there and everything, yeah.
1: Like, that pop that Randy Orton got, he hasn't had a pop that big in, like, 20 years.
2: And he wasn't, you know, Well, of course he'll be at Crown Jewel's about to say, he's, he wasn't even at a
1: Super Showdown. Imagine, because he's going to be fighting Big Show, right? I don't know. I think so. Uh, uh, that, that match right there will probably send them over the edge. If they love Randy Orton that much and he's going against the Big Show? Come on. Where,
0: where the hell did that match?
1: I, I saw that on uh, Pro Wrestling Guru today.
0: I mean, I can understand the the Brothers of Destruction versus DX because it kind of got set up, but let's let's just reach into this hat known as our B hole and pull out <laughs> Orton versus
1: Big Show. Well, hey, like you said, I, I think they're going with a lot of the uh, the nostalgia match matches because that's who the people know.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Next, we're going to have Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're, they're dig him up. First. <laughs> they're going to dig him
1: up. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So the next rumor, the Observer is also reporting that there is a, a new regime change in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Remember when I saw that the, the CEO is like an American dude or, or yeah. at least a Caucasian dude? Yeah. I don't know if he's from America. Or, or, right, or Europe. I don't know where he's from. But yeah. I, I was questioning. I was like, does this guy know wrestling? But anyways, um, so there are a lot of people in charge who don't have a background in pro wrestling, and that's leading to concern within the company. Hmm. Interesting. Have you heard any rumbles about that, Cruz? I have not. I now have you have. Not. Well, I, I mean, d- let's, I just also, heard it. let's also look here. It's also coming from Dave Meltzer. So hmm. <laughs> We know how much you love Uncle Dave. <laughs> and then last but not least... Um, PW Insider is saying that the All in event will likely be released on DVD by Ring of Honor. Okay. Could any of y'all be purchasing that DVD? No, cuz I have New Japan World. Okay. I can watch it on New Japan World. Yeah. Well, the
0: only thing I'm thinking about purchasing is a Supercard because I was there. And mm. that's literally the only reason why.
2: The only reason. That's all I got for rumor mail. All right, well then let's go to Cheap Heat. You to, to do a little war of words with Nick Aldis earlier this week due to a, sassy some kind pant. of
1: yeah sassy <laughs> pants.
2: Uh, tell us, uh, take us through uh, that little that little exchange.
1: All right, so if you're uh, friends with us on social media, you know we like to do birthday shout outs. Special screw you to Randy. Um, and so I was going through the list of this specific website, and it seemed to be extremely credible because every other one's been on the mark. Um, this one said... I, I can't remember his name that he was in TNA with or Impact. It was like Brutus Magnus or something like that. But it said Brutus Magnus. And I was like, what the hell is this? So I highlighted the name and I searched it. And I was like, oh, that was Nick Aldis in TNA. Okay, I remember that now. And I was like, all right, here we go. So I went and found a cool photo with him uh, and Cody when they uh, shook hands like at the Ring of Honor show. And I was like, well, let's throw it up here. So... Here was my tweet. Uh, the Amp Crew would like to wish a happy 31st birthday to the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis. And you know my feelings about Nick Aldis. Yeah. Right? Yep. So I was being truly professional about this. Yeah, I wanted to put a dig on there. But I said, no, it's a birthday shout out. It's the man's day. Let's let him have his day. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So then I noticed on Twitter, our timeline's blowing up. What's going on here? Getting some notifications. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Then I get a call from Patrick as well. Yeah, I called
2: you <laughs> when I saw this.
1: Uh, so Nick says, Well, thanks. That was November 6th of last year, but better late than never. You're living up to your name, though, so kudos on that. So obviously digging at us. Yeah. And I was thinking, Who the hell does this guy think he is, Gordon Ramsay? You think he can just get away with this? Uh-huh. And I said, No, Nick Aldis. We're about to go to war, son. <laughs> uh, so then I reply... So the website I was using had faulty information, apparently, because, let's be honest, nobody truly gives a damn when your birthday is, and if you weren't listed on the website, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh-huh, there you go. To which he responded with a cat-dancing-around gif saying, somebody's got their sassy pants on, and then that that's when I knew he's not made for war, Yeah. and I let it go, uh-huh. and I let his marks just
2: say what they needed to say. Yeah, they had a couple of his marks come out, but yeah, yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, so... Let me tell you this, Nick Outis. No, we want to have a Mikey Goes Mental segment here. Possibly. Let me tell you this, Nick Outis. You may have 163,000 likes on Twitter, but I'm looking down your timeline. We got the most traction on your Twitter page in a long time, buddy. Nobody's been giving a damn about Nick Outis for a while, and it came with a bad birthday shout-out. Uh-huh. His birthday is
2: actually uh, in a month. So we were off by a month and a day. Well, he said we were off by a year. Well, maybe because this year is his 32nd birthday and last year was his 31st.
1: Right. So I would imagine this is how it went down when William Corgan was thinking, okay, I just bought the MWA. I have a 54-year-old champion who is an elementary school teacher. And God bless Tim Storm. He's a great worker. Um, But I need somebody who can travel the world. I'd love to get Cody because of the lineage. Yep. But damn, he's sewed up with ROH and with New Japan. And he's going to do this event with the Bucks. He's too busy. I wonder who I can get. Hmm. So he goes through his Rolodex, and he finds an out-of-work hack, wannabe model turned bum wrestler named Nick Aldis. And he says, this is great. This dude isn't doing anything. He's sitting at home collecting his wife's WWE checks.
2: Yeah. Because
1: she's the only one in the family worth a damn in the ring. And getting it in. (laughs) Yeah. So then he says, well, this guy's free. I can put him on a world tour and pay him crap. So then he he says, hey, Nick, um, I got this new company. Well, not new company, but I just bought the NWA. I'd love for you to be my champ. Um, you want to do it? And then Nick's like, "Yeah, of course, right?" <coughs> he got that strap off of you as soon as he could, and guess what? It's not coming back. You got this 70th anniversary coming up. Not coming back, Nick. You're just gonna fade off into into obscurity. And the 163,000 people that press like at one time on your Twitter page will still not give a damn about you. So maybe I'll do you a favor on November 5th and send you another birthday shout-out so you can clown us again. November 6th. <laughs> no, November 5th, so it can be wrong again. Oh, okay. There you go. So you can clown us again for being a day off so that you can actually get some activity on your dead Twitter account. Yeah. Screw you, Nick Aldis. Well, there you
2: have it. Uh, and I, Randy. I feel like – and Randy, yes. Uh, if we had a list like Jericho did, uh, <laughs> they, they'd be the, the, him, the those two and Dave Meltzer would be on that list. Yeah. Uh, so that's all we got for – well, that, no, that was the uh, first half of Cheap Heat. Our, our final thing for Cheap Heat was the segment uh, that Kevin Owens and Elias had on Monday Night Raw. Let's go ahead and run that clip here real quick. <laughs>
0: You know, man, you and I teaming up, it, it makes sense, right? We, we respect each other. We have similar likes and dislikes. We're both fantastic competitors. Look, let's, let's just come out and say it. We're both great guys. We're just a couple of great guys. Yes, yes. I'm glad you said it. But you, said it. but you know what doesn't make sense? John Cena teaming with Bobby Lashley. Kev, it doesn't make sense, you know, it's like having a basketball team in Seattle.
1: Listen to the roar of this crowd. No respect for Detlef Shrimp. (laughs) Elias hit a sensitive button. Got Seattle right in the feelings.
0: That's what poets do. Look. look. Oklahoma City. Now I get. doesn't make sense. Well clearly you've really upset them here, but uh, sports aren't exactly my thing, so oh you know what else isn't my thing. Kev, you're gonna have to speak up. These people are being very disrespectful.
2: So, yeah, uh, (laughs) certainly they struck a nerve in Seattle by mentioning their former basketball team. And then I loved it. You know, Elias, you know, the, the, the tag team of Bobby Lashley and John Cena makes about as much sense as a basketball team in Seattle. And I was like, oh, no. You know what they make, went there and then you know then they then they brought it up they went a little further. Now Oklahoma City I can understand it's like oh dude that, that's a, a unbelievable.
1: You know they make a great team. I hope they team them up for a while.
2: Yeah, they uh they know how to get the heat that's for sure. And they
1: kind of got a little bit of heat in, in
2: Australia too. I don't know what they were referring to but they did get a little bit of heat in Australia, not as much as they did on Monday night. My yeah. goodness, that, that's going to be hard to top now, and I'm afraid that they're going to try and do too much with that by trying to get heat, or cheap heat, so to speak, in uh, every town they go into, but that was just that was perfect.
1: And those fans were hot for the whole segment. Like, they didn't give up. No, they didn't. Like, like Elias had to say, give me more Mike.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that was a, uh I want to say, one of the better. Uh, a couple of reactions I saw on... Uh, Twitter, Dave Meltzer. Uh, this is what he said: the single most lengthy and loudest cheap heat segment in years was on the least watched hour of Raw in 21 years. Remember that as far as long term lessons about the industry when people try and BS you.
1: Hey, how about the cheap heat and and the uh, the the heat that you got from uh, body shaming Peyton Royce? Then
2: Brian Alvarez. Uh, apparently he was there at, at, at Monday Night Raw because he got it on camera. He said, this is the craziest negative reaction I've ever heard live. I am not kidding. I'm <laughs> sure he's seen a lot of wrestling live. So, um, yeah, got a lot of props for the amount of heat they got in that segment. So
1: Cruz had a great reaction to it as well. What was that? Cruz, you still there? Yeah. Oh, Okay.
2: What was your reaction to the uh, Elias, uh, Kevin Owens, Heat Uh, segment? I
0: I could not believe they went there. (laughs) If I'm going to be honest with you. Apparently that is a touchy subject in the city of Seattle. Yeah, When he said that, I was like, oh no. And then the crowd oh noed with me for a (laughs) long time.
1: Cruz put down on the the Facebook, he was like, please give Elias a two-hour segment from now on. That was absolute gold.
2: Yeah, that was a uh, that was that was pretty good. I gotta say. So uh, props to those two for being able to get that heat. That's what they're there for. Their heels.
1: Yeah, I, I love the way that uh, Owen said, "We're just a bunch of good guys." <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, all right. I think that's all we got today for uh, for the average marks. Is it done already? Yeah, that's it, man. Wow, I had a good show. Yeah. Had crews hanging Came out through. with us. Had a little audience in the uh, in the in the U- on YouTube. So appreciate uh, Casey Jones and uh, Joseph Morin for uh, hanging out. Uh, you know, chatting with us a little bit there in the chat earlier. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, I got nothing else, man. Take us home.
1: That's right. Follow us on social media so you can see us go to war with uh, DAs like Nick Aldis. <laughs> Uh, at The Average Marks on Twitter and Facebook. Um, if you're looking to get an inside look on this show, you can always listen to us live and uncut every week with our Discord app server. Yeah. And essentially how you get that is you throw down on the podcast. If you want to uh, do a dollar a month, that will give you access to our Discord, patreon.com backslash The Average Marks. But again, you can find all this information at our website, AverageMarks.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes, hit that subscribe button. Hit that rating button. Whether it's a 1 or a 5, just give us a rating and then hook us up with a comment. Get us in that algorithm. Cruz, thank you for being with us today, brother.
0: Always a pleasure.
1: Love your insights on New Japan and uh, hopefully they're wrong about these uh, guys that don't have any uh, wrestling background that they're you know kind of running the company. Because they got uh, a great thing going on. Yeah,
2: their 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 they're, their momentum is uh, about as good as it's ever been. So yeah. uh, they're doing something really really good here. Uh, looking forward to King of Pro Wrestling coming up here in about twelve hours now.
1: Right. For the new guy, I'm the fat guy, Patrick. Get us out of here.
2: Outro.
0: You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with the Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of the average marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. For more information on the show, follow us on Twitter and iTunes. Amp is a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com.